Kia ora and welcome to Inside the Laughs, brought to you by the New Zealand International Comedy Festival. My name is James Roque, I'm your host for this episode of the show, um, and today we have three, uh, well, four, really, uh, really amazing comedians for you guys to uh, to kind of sink your teeth into. I'm going to be talking to them about their work, their show this year in, in the festival, and just, you know, how, how COVID has affected them as well. On this episode, we have Australian comedy queen, Laura Davis, followed by uh, father and daughter duo, uh, Courtney and Heta Dawson, and rounding it off with my Filipino brother in comedy, David Correos. And now it's time to talk to Australian comedy queen, Laura Davis, who is actually stranded here because of COVID-19, but I'll let her explain. Uh, normally, normally I live in London, uh, but fortunately I was on here uh, on tour uh, for four days in March. Um, <laughs> so uh, now I live in a Glassens, that's nice. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't live in a Glassens, but I, I do go in there to scream sometimes. Uh, <laughs> You can, it's fine. I, I'm not English, though. I'd like to make that perfectly clear. I'm not English. Uh, I am Australian. You can tell by my accent. It's, uh, it's a lot of long vowel sounds in my accent. A lot of words like, uh, like I say, uh, like, shark. It's got like six or seven A's in it. Because where I'm from, we have to measure out how big we think the bloody thing was. Shark. So using a sentence, maybe something like, uh, like, Dave got eaten by a shark. <laughs> That's a four-meter great white. <laughs> and, and Dave's also quite tall. Um, you'll, you'll pick it up. Uh, speaking of nature, it's been quite a humbling year in terms of nature because we've worked so hard for so long so we have to save nature, we have to protect nature, we have to get out there and save nature. Turns out, the moment we all went inside, nature had a party. Nature <laughs> hates us. It was amazing. Everyone in the world went inside and there were elephants cycling through Paris. They're just incredible sights. <laughs> it's really humbling, but I think the only solution to this now, the only logical solution, we've seen it so clearly, all we can do now is everybody in the world goes inside, locks the door, David Attenborough takes us out two at a time. That's it. That's the only, <laughs> only way we're going to beat this. All right. Kia ora, no my heart of my welcome, Laura Davis, onto the show. How are you, Laura? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. I just got to Auckland uh, and pretty happy. Had a chicken sandwich from Fed Valley. Oh, beautiful. Already. That's that's my favorite sandwich from that place. Yeah, back in my stride. It's like, usually I go straight from the airport, get my sandwich, and then I know I'm in Auckland. That is... That is a hell of a routine. I love that. Um, <laughs> hey, how's how are you pre-festival? I'm good. Uh, I feel. I think I feel more nervous this year than I normally do. Or maybe it's excited. Maybe just because you know this is a show that was meant to debut sort of a year ago, mm. and and we didn't get to. And you know, it, it sort of pinched me that it's actually maybe going to happen. Yeah. How, has it kind of sunk in yet that you're going to do a new show? I don't know. I, maybe I'll just go up and accidentally do an old show just just by mistake. <laughs> just switch um, it up last minute. Well, I think, I think this is my 10th solo hour that I've, I've written and performed. So uh, I, I really want it to sort of <laughs> kick off on the right foot. So I'm really excited to, to be at the Classic Studio. It's such a nice space. I got to see it this morning. Um, I think that helps. It always helps if I go into the 
the venue and I, I yeah. can imagine you it, can just it's vibe so it out, hypothetical. Right? Yeah, it's it's so hypothetical until you see the actual room you'll be in. For sure. Um, okay, so could you, for those of you, for, for people who may not have uh, come across your work before, how would you describe your work? I would say I am fairly uplifting, like I'm quite upbeat, but I'm also excruciatingly dark and uh, <laughs> blunt and quite, like I'm quite a, I'm quite a shaky comedian, like I'll, I will, there's a bit of vigor I love me, that. Uh, but, but I'm, I'm also, I'm quite. I really do mean well, uh, you know. <laughs> I've never, I've never hurt anyone. I love that um, as a as a quote for you should put that on all your posters. Laura Davis means yeah. well. <laughs> I'll just get a badge for all of my life. Maybe <laughs> maybe my comedy is like being put in like a nice, toasty, warm tumble dryer. Oh, that's so nice. Like it's it's a bit of a shakeabout, but it's it's nice. Oh, that's really sweet. And for those who uh, do end up coming to this little tumble dryer um, of mm-hmm. a show that you're doing this year, what's what's it what's it about? Well, my shows have sort of been about the impending apocalypse for for the last uh, many years since um, the apocalypse seemed to become more of a reality. And then this show is sort of about how I feel about sort of going through last year and sort of getting to that point where it really did feel. Like maybe uh, this was it. Uh, so the show is called "If This Is It," uh, and yeah, it's sort of. I, I wanted to capture that strange velocity and suspension of reality, whilst also how brutal this this last twelve months has been, and and how it sort of shifted so many people's perspective. Yeah, for sure. And um, uh, that's why I, I really that's what I really like about your work, actually, Laura, is that you you deal with. Really, uh, like like you said, dark and and heavy subject matters, but you deal with it and with such a with such a um a, a beautiful and and warm um energy um in your shows um and I I feel like the audiences from having seen your shows before they really resonate with that. Yeah, I think I think that is what I'm what I'm good at, and you know, not not a full you know calling in in the world or anything but it's something that I can do is I'm quite good at talking about uh, sort of bigger more difficult more uncomfortable things and and sort of holding people by the hand and taking them through it in a a positive way you know I, I don't I wouldn't do it unless it was important yeah for sure and I think as well because that's something that I I also um, kind of pride myself in and I love doing in my work is that, you know, like my last show and this show that I'm doing this year is about the colonization of the Philippines. And mm. and, then whenever, and do you find, because uh, I find this, but do you find sometimes it can be a bit tricky to market a show like that? Because you go, this is what the theme of the show is, but then you have to kind of put a caveat and go, but it's also really funny. <laughs> yeah, I think I tend to just market it as uh, from an experience point of view. So I, I try and try and get a title and a poster that conveys the the feeling mm. and the, the energy of the show and then uh, when I promote it I try and just say, you know most of the time an audience will come out of my show feeling like energized, uplifted, excited and, you know uh, very impressed because I'm very funny and then I leave <laughs> it at that and I try to try to avoid telling anybody what the actual subject matter is. That's true. I mean, I mean there's also something to be said about maybe surprising them once, you know you lure yeah. them in with the with the promise of jokes, and then once they're there, you're like, Lock ah. the door. 
<laughs> they are jokes. They are jokes. They're just not on, you know, bugs and cats and men and women, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you mentioned earlier, um, you mentioned last year. I mean, obviously, you know, we all know what happened last year. Uh, there was a there's a pandemic, <laughs> and it's ongoing. But um, could you tell me? Could you speak to um, how uh, COVID has kind of affected your life or and comedy as well? Well, it has uh, rendered me uh, mostly a bit homeless. Um, where I normally live in London, and I left to come and do uh, the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and I was coming to New Zealand to see my in-laws, and then borders shut, and now I yeah I have a full set of smeg knives. Um, I've been sort of <laughs> living. Now, Laura, I don't know if you know how much of a flex that is. <laughs> Well, I had nothing to do except for <laughs> go to the supermarket and buy artisanal New Zealand yogurt. That's, I, I will um, say as well that that is a good way to win some, some Kiwis over is that you go, hey, yeah. I, I, I love smeg knives just as much as you love them. <laughs> I should probably try and tell them on that smeg knife black market that I've heard about. <laughs> You've got a Facebook group where you're just like yeah. offloading these smeg knives to people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got the bread knife. Anybody need it? No, no one wants the bread knife. So, you can use any knife as a bread knife. That's it's true. Bread. Can't win. You can, can use anything win. as a bread knife if you if you yeah. try hard enough. A pin, yeah. just push harder. Yeah, it's like the, the rock paper scissors of the carbohydrates. You know, <laughs> everything, everything. Knife beats bread, no matter what kind of knife. Those are the rules. Um, hey, you. Uh, so you said that you got kind of stuck in New Zealand, right? Yeah. And uh, I guess now I have to kind of mention what uh, everyone who will be listening to this will be thinking, especially New Zealanders. Um, what do you think of New Zealand? I love it. Uh, my, my husband's from New Zealand, so I've been staying with my in-laws in Wellington and we've been traveling as much as we can so I can do gigs, uh, so I can see places. I went to Dunedin. I love Dunedin. saw a seal, ate a burger. I went... Uh, Good thing you got up- those the right way around. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't want the other way. <laughs> I, I went to Queenstown. Um, I thought about going on that funny shark in the in the lake, but I didn't. Um, oh, you missed that! That is an iconic <laughs> New Zealand um, a, a experience. I would like it more if they really pretended to be a shark. <laughs> I'm glad you've had a good time in, in New Zealand, though. Yeah, it's been great. Did you say you're a big shark fan? Are you aware that there's a place called Kelly Tarleton's here in Auckland? I have been. I find it hard to say with my accent. Um, what does it sound oh, like? And I've been Kelly Tar. I can't do an R sound in the middle of the word because I'm from Western Tarleton's? Australia. Is that your Australian we, accent? Tar- yeah, we like a like car door water <laughs> like. There's no, there's no R at the end or in the middle. Um, for those listening, this is all Laura's show for an hour. Is it's just <laughs> uh, breaking down the Australian accent? But anybody, <laughs> well, I, I did have a bit I did before. Uh, it's not in this show, but about how the Australian accent is just—it's just the opposite vowels of the New Zealand accent. So you guys have quite short, flat vowels, and we really like to. Stretch mountain. True. Car. Car? Is that how you say car? Yeah, car. Car. I would go car. I thought it was just um, say the word but angry. Yeah, I have a slight English accent. I, I, and I guess I've been in New Zealand long enough that, that it sort of softens. But I do hear recordings of 
maybe four or five years ago when I was still living in Australia, and it's quite different. Well, I think everyone in New Zealand will be glad to call you an honorary Kiwi after after all that you've been through here and staying, sticking around. And I, I believe this will be your second comedy gala in New Zealand, right? It is. Yeah, I, yeah I've gone right round the clock. Yeah, so you're, um, you're a full... I think I've been, I, I think I've been here maybe, maybe like 420 days. Wow. That, that's... Like, that's got to be – are you hiding from immigration? How did you do it? I did it for 20 years. It was tough. Well, that's the thing is uh, – look, I don't know if it's a great idea for, for your country, but you do seem to let Australians live and work here uh, <laughs> as, as much as they like. Hey, and look, I, I personally, I don't mind. Not a, not, a, not a problem for me. Laura, you have been uh, awesome to talk to, and I'm glad that you had a good time here in New Zealand, and I'm, I, I hope you keep having a good time. I hope you have a good comedy festival. Thank you. Lovely to chat. Yeah, um, thank you so much for joining us. Coming up, we have father and daughter duo Courtney and Heta Dawson to talk about their show and what it's like to work with your family on stage. Hey, kia ora te whanau. How are we? Good, sounds good. Uh, so just a little bit about myself before we get started. My name's Courtney. Uh, I'm 30 years old. I'm Māori. I'm a single mother and I'm from South Auckland. Thank you. So some people like to call me a statistic. Um, but personally, I'm just living my life like it's a big game of bingo for Māori stereotypes. And I'll tell you what, mate, I'm absolutely crushing it. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, if it was a game, uh, this is what that bingo game would sound like. 21, teenage mum. <laughs> 63, smokes a bit of weed. <laughs> Thanks, Carly. Uh, 48 in a state <laughs> house. Um, so that's me. Uh, my, um, I have my father to thank for being Māori. His dad is from a beautiful place up north called Te Hapua, and uh, his mother is from the Waikato. So uh, growing up, he liked to tell us that we own half the North Island. <laughs> but my mum is Pākehā, so she had the last laugh, really. <laughs> And in the studio now, we have Courtney and Heta Dawson. Kia ora, guys. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming in. Kia ora, James. Oh, nice to see you. Doesn't this feel really serious? Like, it feels like we're about to talk about some, like, a real serious issue right now. Yeah, I feel like I'm about to do a newscast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, do you feel like you're on disaster. Q&A? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about the fundraising you guys are doing, honestly. Um, so you both uh, have a show in the New Zealand Comedy Festival. Um, can you, for those of you... For those who may not have um, come across your work before individually as comedians, mm-hmm. um, could you maybe speak to what sort of comedy you guys do? My style of comedy is purely observational stuff. So uh, because I'm a 53-year-old male of Māori descent, um, <laughs> a lot of it to do with oh, my daughter and my whanau and all the different things that happen in my life. Which, by the way, I feel like I was i was going to save this for the second question, but I feel like we need to address this elephant in the room now, was that Courtney is your daughter and <laughs> vice versa. Yes, well, he's, he's also he my daughter. Your daughter yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you guys are a father and daughter comedy duo. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that's kind of your, you just make observations about that that perspective. Yeah, and just, just life in general and, and other topical things that are going on, like, Treaty of Waitangi, Black Lives Matter, racial profiling, but that uh, that you won't see any of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, very nice and chill <laughs> subjects. Very easy to do comedy about. 
Uh, what about you, Courtney? Um, my comedy is more um, anecdotal. Like I tell lots of stories. Mm. Um, that's basically just because that's just how I run my life. Lots of many yarns, queen yarns. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, mine's just like stories, again, about family um, and then, yeah, I guess relating those to, to bigger topics as well. Um, but, yeah, mostly just yarns. Has Courtney ever done yarns about you on stage, Hitta? And then you've had to follow Courtney on the same lineup? Oh, oh, totally. totally. <laughs> and it's it's great being on the same lineup. And, and if I go first, then I have a little mini call out to say, hey, my daughter's on the same lineup and uh, yeah, she's uh, she's okay. <laughs> so if we're in the green room, we always have like little fights about who's going to go first and who's going to bag on each other. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, I feel like the second position is better because if the first person bags on you, you have the last word. You can come out and rebuttal whatever they said, and then the other person can't. You can't come out for a second time on on the show. <laughs> no, no, no. You get the last word. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, second is best. What's but, the, as ha, do you have any examples that where you've you've just gone in on each other and like, or someone's like done a real um, funny burn on the other on the lineup? I remember saying that you were um, uh, you're 32 and been married for 30 years, so uh, you know she's a bastard child. And that- <laughs> That's a real sick burn, by the way, on the stage. And it, and it, yeah, really. what, what reaction does that normally get? You're like, ooh. Oh, you got an ooh, but you get a laugh as well. A laugh oh, yeah, ooh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, have you, and then have you had a chance to rebuttal that? When yeah. You well, we had, a, we had a thing where we were on stage for the first time at the Classic and someone heckled you and just said, your daughter's funnier than you. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. I did, oh. did not appreciate <laughs> oh, that. Oh, my goodness. And a part of me wanted to go after that and the other part goes, <laughs> calm down, calm down. <laughs> You're like, she is kind of killing more right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how that particular, in particular game played out that time. That's, Doesn't always that's such that a harsh burn, bro. <laughs> but she's, I mean, I, I also burn is saying, well, you know, she's actually pretty talented for someone who, uh, failed homeschooling, so there you go. <laughs> failed homeschooling. I, I would. Is this? I guess my question now is: um, Is your show an hour of you guys roasting each other, or how? How does your show work? Tell Tell me more, more about your tried show. We tried to. We did have a discussion about it because Dad was just like, "Okay, now write ten insults about me, and I'm going to write ten insults about you." Okay, go. And I was like, "Oh, this is too mean." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's not off the cuff, it feels way yeah. worse, right? Like you pre prepared. I yeah. finished my ten. Let's go for another ten. <laughs> yeah, like you, you gonna expand the list further? You're like, oh, I had my preloaded. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I we we thought about doing that, but then because we wanted it to have the vibe of like what our like conversations are around our dinner table, which is yeah. just we're like bringing up old shit, roasting each other. But the reason why that works, uh, who another comedian Michelle Acourt pointed out to me is the reason why that works at the dinner table is because we all know that we love each other and we're not actually yeah. trying to insult and destroy each other. Yeah. But if we just come out and do it on stage, people will be like, "Whoa, these guys need therapy. Yeah, they do not need a comedy show." Context, context is so important, right? <laughs> yeah. You yeah. can't just do that in front of strangers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're going to spend some time sort of setting it up and. And making it clear that we do actually enjoy each other's company, yeah. and then we will destroy each other. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever? Does it ever get? Um. I guess frustrating or annoying the fact that like because I mean you know it's very rare to I've I've never seen a father daughter comedy duo that both equally gig and do you know do all the live the comedy life. Does it kind of do you ever get to a point where you're like oh man I'm just trying to 
trying to do comedy as myself like could you stop attaching me to to my dad or can you stop attaching me to my daughter like you know I'm, I'm my own comedian i haven't reached that point yet i've only been in it to, this is my second year mm. second year mm. so i haven't found that yet i'm sure i don't know maybe it will happen i think it annoys our family more than anyone <laughs> Because we just talk about comedy anyway. We we have to have a no comedy at the table rule now. Are you really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, it must be nice, though, to have someone else to share that rule with. Because I get that just for me. The people are like, can you stop talking shop? <laughs> yeah, no one totally. cares about bits. Yeah. We're all just trying to eat our food. Yeah. But <laughs> that, yeah. Yeah. And someone will say something funny and then we'll get a notebook out and be like, interesting. Yeah. Can who, you just repeat that? Who gets dipped on, on, on something funny like that? We sometimes share jokes. I've been on, like, the last time we were on stage together, yeah. Courtney, I was ready to tell this joke, and Courtney stole that joke <laughs> right underneath. And, I'm like, and then I'm going, now I have to think of something else. Because I looked at you, your face was shocked, and then you were like, ugh. I was like, oh, <laughs> did, you just, did you do it making eye contact with him, bro? That is savage. You're like, watch this, Dad. <laughs> we were on stage together at the same time. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's, uh, I've actually, um, I've had not, not with, um, uh, obviously, my father, but I've had seen that happen with Jermaine and Pax where um, we, you know, we had yeah. jokes lined up to do, to do and uh, we we're like, you do this, you do this, and you do this. And um, I went first, then Jermaine built on that. And instead of doing his joke, he did the whole thing and finished everything. <laughs> and I just, like you said, I watched Pax, like the, like the life drain from his face. Cause he was like, what am I going to do now? <laughs> People are expecting me to do the third punchline for this, but that, that's so funny. So your show, how is it? Is it like, what can people expect from it? Is it more now that it, now that we've kind of established that we can't do the, you know, the, just the regular dinner table banter. What, what kind of, uh, structure does your show have? So what we're going to do 15 minutes at the top together on the stage to sort of make, establish that kind mm -hmm. of, um, like what we talked about earlier. And then we'll do half each solo on the stage as well. And then cool. maybe, yeah, probably do a finish off with 10. Kind of book, bookended a bit. Yeah. 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 That's cool. That's and fine. And that 15 minutes at the top is, is that real banter stuff backwards and forwards mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, acknowledging how weird being a, a father-daughter duo is and, yeah. and also going, you know, being a stand-up comic, you know, these are the things that happen to us mm. and then kind of do some crowd work. So Courtney's going to do some crowd work. I had she, crowd work. She's never done I've crowd never work done before. Crowd work. So uh, I'm forcing <laughs> her into it. And But it's funny because you acknowledge uh, this is the first time she's going to do crowd work. Yeah, yeah, Go ahead. It's like watching your child take her first steps. I was going to say, this is like, um, it's like, you know, your parents will put pressure on you in real life to go outside of your comfort zone, but to have it in comedy is so interesting because it's not like, if my mum was like, oh, you should try something new in comedy, I'd be like, mum, you have no idea how hard it is to do that, <laughs> but you actually do. You know how hard it is, Heather. I know how hard it is. That, that's such an interesting um, dynamic. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to kind of steer the conversation into a different direction. So this is something that I talk about with my good friend Jermaine a lot and with Pax as well, but being one of, you know, uh, a few acts that are brown in New Zealand comedy, um, we often feel the pressure of, of uh, representation and feeling like we need to, you know, mm -hmm. represent wh whoever we're representing. And I talk to Jermaine a lot about how he feels about being uh, a Maori comedian and, and the lack of representation around there. Um, have you guys had, uh, is, this a, is this a topic or a, a conversation that you guys have had in terms of like, 
what what you guys represent on stage as as Maori comedians? I don't think we've had the conversation necessarily, and it is it is interesting because we're obviously both Maori, but I'm my mum's Pakeha, mm. so my idea and my identity as a Maori person I think is quite different mm. to yours, mm. and so. I'm still sort of finding my feet on how I want to do it because on this, on one hand, I want to talk about being Maori and I, mm. I want to talk about my experience, but at the same time, I don't want to, I don't want to just talk about that. And I don't want to fall into like tropes of, you know, yeah. just doing stereotypical stuff, which um, is sometimes funny. And especially if you do it tongue in cheek and, da, da, and yeah, it, yeah. Can, it can be good, but um, I'm, yeah, I am sort of trying to find my feet that in the comedic sense and also just like as a person for sure. Yeah. So it's, it is an ongoing journey for me. Um, I'm Māori 100%. <laughs> I'm going hard on that. Hard and, 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 and sometimes the audience are like, what's going on here? And then I just double down and just keep going yeah. and keep going and keep going. And and even if I only need two people to go, oh, that's really funny. And I go, yeah, man, this is for you. I just keep going yeah. and going and going. That's kind of how we – that's how – yeah, we we talk talk we talk talk with our heart out. Freaking yeah. dangerous, bro. We if we find the one person who's enjoying it, we go. Well, no one likes it, but this is for you, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's um it's really interesting. I think Courtney, like you said, it's for me. I I, I always view my ethnicity in and my sort of being a quote unquote brown comedian in New Zealand as a blessing and a curse, and that mm. it gives me a point of difference in a lineup, but it also can box me in, and people expect you to just talk about that. Yeah. Where it's like, no, I've got stories about whimsy shit as well i've got you know observations about butterfly i don't know whatever yeah. <laughs> whatever whimsy white comedians talk about you know what i'm saying you know, those quirky so yeah i I, I think that's for me it's always something that i'm gonna always be sure. wrestling with right i'm sure i'm sure it's the same for you guys i have so many treaty of waitangi jokes and <laughs> so many i have a, a song that i sing as well about the treaty of waitangi yeah and but because i can't fit that all in six minutes and if i try to do that i'm just a six minute guy trying to shove in treaty of waitangi jokes <laughs> And that's why having a show like this is I can space it all out. Yeah, for sure. Without without really kind of coming in overbearing. Yeah. But sometimes it can. People just kind of sit back and go, what the hell's going on? Well, I think for me, I'm like, that's on them, man. I'm like, if you should be able to talk about what you want to talk about. And if they feel like, it bugs me when people like, oh, this guy's just talking about race. I'm like, well, that's that's this person's experience, obviously. So, like, why don't you hear them out, you know? Yeah. Um, right on. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, obviously, uh, last year, uh, comedy was a little bit stifled, uh, but I feel like we were in a position of privilege here in New Zealand where we were able to still perform even as the world uh, kind of went on a standstill because of COVID. How has, um, how has the pandemic kind of, Change to your comedy. I'm not saying the pandemic was good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're about to, but please go but, on. Um, just, just that kind of little because because we kind of said, "Hey, this is our show," mm. and but having a year of kind of not performing and and growing as comics, whether we're we're out there or not, and just a whole bunch of different world events, kind of helped shape where we are at the moment. So, um, yeah, probably it was good. Mm. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, there's, there's, I guess, yeah, there's a, it's it's important to be able to find the silver lining in like a, a shitty mm. situation, right? So, you know, it's nice to pick that up. What about you, Courtney? Yeah, I, I it was interesting because I had just one raw mm. and then I was sort of feeling things starting to kind of gear up for me and mm. and then everything just shut down um which it was it was kind of a bummer but then it did give me some time to sort of have a breather and think about like what I'm doing what I'm actually going to say 
And um, so it was, yeah, again, good things and bad, a couple of bad things about yeah. the pandemic, yeah. <laughs> Just a handful? Yeah. <laughs> If you look hard enough, you might yeah. be able to find them. Before we wrap up, I'd like each of you to give me a quick 10-second sell each as to why people should come check out your show on the Comedy Festival. Hitter, do you want to go first? I will go first. Yep. <laughs> was that the sell? No. That oh, sorry, that's your time. No. Okay, thanks. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, you go first. Um, come watch our show because we are the only father and daughter comedy duo that you're going to see. And... And it's a little bit like um, watching family therapy live. <laughs> and I, you I, pay for it. And you pay for it. Come on down. <laughs> that is a hell of a sale. Are we, okay, Courtney, your That is also a joke that I was going to say. Um, oh, it's happening live before my eyes. <laughs> wow. That was revenge. You just witnessed. Beautiful. Um, come, see our, come see our show because it is a... Uh, two Māori comedians, father and daughter, and we're really trying to create a space for um, everyone to come. Um, comedy audiences are often white, and we want to create a space where there's a it's brown friendly and and everyone friendly. So yeah, this come and be comfortable and have a laugh. Is absolutely music to my friggin' ears, man. <laughs> this is dope. It's I, I was to say it's so nice to have um, comedians. I mean, Hita, you're you're obviously I'm like. I'm a fresh-faced young lad, and, uh, but uh, in terms of uh, being in the in the comedy game, it's just can I just say it's so nice to be able to, I don't know, see more brown people just succeeding, um, and I think specifically Maori as well because we've it's just it's we haven't it's, where are they where are they man <laughs> they're they're out there they're out there they're right out there. there was so much comedic Bro. talent out there. That's something we learned when we went on the road uh, when filming our TV show. I was like, we went to all these towns that were predominantly Maori, and I was like, y'all are so funny. <laughs> what the, everyone, the, every lineup should have like so many more. Oh, yeah, so this is dope for me. Um, it's it's really great, and um, yeah, it's really nice to talk to you guys. I feel like I've, we've never really just like talked. We've talked in the green room maybe in passing, but yeah. this has been a really yeah. nice chat. Yeah, maybe Thank I'll start James. a po- podcast. Should I start a podcast myself? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking to our producer us. like. <laughs> she, sh- she shook her head. Um, <laughs> hey, that that has been Courtney and Heather Dawson. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you very much. All right, we are here with David Kareos, uh, Billy T Award winner and fellow Filipino brother. What up, David? What's up? What's up, James? How you, man? Uh, I'm good, bro. Hey, um, uh, how's how's your pre-festival um, preparations going? Oh, it's uh, it's terrifying. <laughs> It is very terrifying. That's a, that answer in itself is a terrifying answer. Yeah, I, I mean, aren't you feeling the pressure of like having no real lead up to this festival? Because no, we because we don't have any of the international like fringes to do. Um, not really, because the show I'm doing, I've done for two years. That's right. Yeah, so, that's right. But I'm feeling pressure on other fronts. Mm. On you know, like selling tickets to that special. Um, yes, and also just my mum going career choice. Is this correct? <laughs> Dude, you've done so well. <laughs> You're so part. Like, let's be honest. Like, it's one thing getting your foot into the door of the industry, but the main thing we want to do is like get our foot into the door of acceptance from our parents. Yeah, that's the only. That's the only f- foot and only door I want. And both of us have done that. Yeah, I think. I, I think, think so. I think we're we're cool. I think our parents have like the right to be proud of us. Yo, David. David, can I say the thing? Are you gonna say yeah. it? Yeah, you gonna say it? Yeah, you wanna say it? Yo, David uh, paid for his parents' mortgage. Like finished it off 
with his comedy money. So David is the man. Yeah, well, that's because my parents are like seventy and still paying. <laughs> yeah, it's, was still paying for a house. Like, but also, thank you. Now my parents are like, why aren't you like that nice boy, David? Huh? You pay for our. <laughs> Thanks, David. Hey, I like to I like to raise the bar. You know, <laughs> I don't get to do it that often, but when I do, <laughs> I do it hard, baby. Hey, let's um. Okay, for those of you who may not have uh, experience, because that, that's what I would call your comedy, David. Is an it's an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah David's yeah. comedy before. Thanks, could you man. um? Could you just maybe in a short, brief way explain to them what your comedy style is? Uh, I think my comedy style is always change. I like to be one step ahead of what people are expecting to come to a show. And yep, I mean, yep. and it's like slowly evolving, but where I'm at right now, I think is um, I'm just trying to have as much fun with comedy as possible. Yep. I'm not doing it for anyone else. I'm just trying to find like the love of comedy again. And I'm just trying to find something that challenges me. So this year, the challenge is a show with no jokes. That's your challenge? Yeah, that's the challenge this year. So that's what y- the show you're marketing is a show with no jokes. Yeah, it's the only comedy festival show <laughs> that's got no jokes. Hold on, David, did you get the brief for the comedy festival? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm groundbreaking, baby. I'm groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah, look yeah. around, look at Whoa, all these cracks. I'm, sh- I'm shaking. I'm falling through the cracks. <laughs> the ground is breaking. <laughs> But it's it's a great challenge. Like I mean, yeah. like it, when now that I've set that up, mm-hmm. no one knows what's going to happen. Yeah, even I don't know what's going to. Oh, happen. I'm hooked. <laughs> I'm like, how the hell is this guy going to do it? I'm touching everything else. I'm touch. I'm trying to elevate from comedy to art, and so that's that's like that's if, what you're going to see. That's like if Gordon Ramsay was like on Hell's Kitchen, be like, your challenge this week is to cook me a meal without food. <laughs> Mean, mean. <laughs> I would, I would happily put on the gas mask that Gordon Ramsay would put on my face and be like, "Experience this." I'm like, "Yeah, hell yeah." Yeah, it actually, this sounds- is an experience. I want to do this. Okay, again. so when you say no jokes, what yeah. do you mean by that exactly? There's no, there's no set up punchline. Set up punchline. There's none of that. Okay. There's no observational what, comedy. What's in, pl- what's in its place? Gags, the, bro. You can't. That is, you. Do you have a thesaurus in your pocket right now? Yeah, ga- gags aren't punchlines. No, they're the same thing. No, but it's like, it's like one element of it. Like, cause, uh, look, look, okay, okay. Yeah. There's no laugh. There's, there's laugh points. Okay. There's points where you're going to laugh. So there's no traditional jokes. There's no traditional jokes. Yeah. Because we're, com- we're deep in this. We're yeah. deep in comedy. So we know yeah. what, like, how far jokes can go. But yeah. if you're the, a person that goes to comedy once a year- Yeah. I know what you think is a joke. It's it's a premise, yeah, and then a punchline, yeah, and that's what I mean by saying there's no joke. So, but you're out here to dismantle that. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I and, love I'm, that. and I'm here to dismantle it while having fun. That sounds cool. It's gonna be great. What's your show called? It's called David Krause's David Post Office. Wow, it's a character piece. Nah, it's just uh, marketing because my oh. Instagram handle. <laughs> Is David Post Office? Oh, okay. and I'm like, so your your show title is literally I'm David, and here's where you can follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Why not? That's actually really smart. Yeah, I got my big old face on the yeah. front of it as well. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm a professional. Has it worked? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a single <laughs> follow on any platform. You know you know what's working though? Yeah. I've given my girlfriend my social medias. Oh yeah. And she's just going ham because it's I I I'd realized She's like my biggest fan. I have seen this actually. Could you explain to people what is happening with your social media? She's right now? turning me into a slut, really. What? Just, no, it's all, David. It's all, thirst, it's all thirst traps. Ex- ex- say that again one more time. 
It's all it's all thirst traps. That's all it the, is. That's what it is. Yeah, that's all it is. Jeez, it's just me showing my my. It's your, showing your people. curves. Well, I I'm not the one. The great thing is I I'm I don't feel guilty about it because she's the one showcasing it. Okay. It's not me going, hey, look at this. It's okay. her going, hey, look at this. Okay. Well, I've seen it. Yeah. It's a nice butt. Thanks, man. It's a good butt. That's all I got. I ain't, I ain't out here to slut shame, David. I'm body positive. Yeah, hell it's yeah. It's a beautiful butt. Love it. It's great. It's I wish cool. I, I wish I could lean into slut more. I don't think there's anything. <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong being a slut. I'm not. I don't think so either. Power to the sluts. Yeah, I don't think so. This is dangerous territory, David. Let's steer out of it. What? What do you mean? I don't know. I want to be loved. I want to be wanted. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about it. Sorry, right. sorry that I'm. I, I'm not allowed that, to feel okay. like for, I'm. For those, who, I'm not saying you're not allowed to. But for those people who don't follow you on Instagram and want to see this groundbreaking social media content, what's the, your Instagram handle again? David Post Office. That's it. That's it. And that's also your show title. Yeah, exactly. So it's all the same. It all comes back to the middle, bro. It's like an egg within an egg within an egg. And you keep cracking each one and you're like, oh, it's another egg. See? Boom! Boom. Did you actually? Boom. Are you serious? Yo, our producer yeah, yeah, just yeah, looked yeah, at David yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and said, I just bought four tickets to the show. Yeah! Are you serious? Right now, literally at this moment. Yeah! Wow. Oh, sick. This promo is already paying off. Thank That's you so wild. much. She doesn't even have tickets to my show. Sad. <laughs> That's fine. Thank you so much, Kerry. Kerry Ann? Kerry. Yeah, Kerry Ann. Thank mm. you so much, Kerry Ann. Oh, I need That's to take a breath. Good. I've been talking without breathing. <laughs> I'm so curious as to see how you're going to do it, um, Dave. Mm. Hey, um, so uh, obviously COVID-19, big mm-hmm. big thing. Mm. Has it has it affected you or in your life and your comedy at all? Yeah, I think like over it, I just realized I shouldn't be doing this for other people. I think that's where I really started mm. to realize, hey, stop doing this for other people. Do it yep. for yourself. And it's and I think I think COVID was a really good thing for me because now I I truly because last year if I did my show last year yeah. I would have been disappointed again because by the end of it I'd be like that wasn't what I wanted to do yeah that was still me trying to yeah. be something else yeah but COVID made me reset everything and I and now I'm like nah I'm and, a, and you're feeling good yeah I feel real good you're in the right path I'm a real good path That's I'm great. real excited I'm excited and scared which I think is a good combination what can audiences expect at your show a positive time. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and not as much like, and it's not going to be stinky, which I'm like really stoked with. Because like I've had past shows which were smelly, but like this year, no, no stinky. The least smelly show of the comedy festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, is that a big? Is that what sm- you're staking your grounds on? Oh, the nah, least stinky have you show. You smelled other comedians. They smell good. Yeah, some some comedians smell real good. Like who? I, 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 Drop some names. I've never, I've never been gutted with the way Eli Matthewson smells. He does smell good. He always smells great. Yeah. Anyone else? Pax. Pax oh, Pax norm- smells fine. Pax smells good, especially when he's got a he- just like gotten a fresh haircut and you can smell the wax in his head. Well, that just means he hasn't showered from the barbers. Yeah, mean. He still smells good. <laughs> yeah, sick. Hey, David. Uh, before we wrap up, um, real quick. Um, what where, what do you see yourself in like five years time comedy wise? Working two days a week and doing the rest of the five days doing whatever I want. Beautiful. Comedy yeah. related? Yep. All in all. All the, the stuff what you want to do, comedy related stuff or just like Yeah, all comedy playing. related stuff. I just wanna be I just wanna be able to like say everything that I'm doing, I'm happy doing. Yeah. That's it. Oh, that's that's nice. all I'm aiming for now. It's just that's my a good own goal. Happiness. That's a good goal in life. Yeah. It's you know, it's tough enough out there and f- to to 
cave to pressure from other people to you know to do stuff that you don't want to do is shitty you don't want to have to do yeah, that and it, and it like i think it takes a while of having to do stuff you don't want to do to finally realize what you want to actually do oh. does that make sense do you know it I mean? does yeah 100 percent. i think you just got a new fan over here carrie Ann's just like out here living 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 oh. her best life oh thank you so much carrie well, oh by the way david also um streams on twitch don't you oh, do you yeah, want to plug your twitch real quick yeah yeah david post office oh my god oh, i it come am... to the middle every time yes, you know it the egg within the egg within the egg oh my you're a marketing it's all genius boil baby all right well i'm so streamlined <laughs> i'm so streamlined is that what your birth certificate says as well yeah boss because my last name correos is post office in spanish boom really boom oh boom 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 boom, boom. Every time people go on holiday to Spain, all they do is send me pictures of mailboxes with my last name on it. I'll really? Show you, I'll show you at the end of this. Yeah. Put it. No, here's what you do is you should put it up on your Instagram. So follow David Creos, David at David Post Office. Yeah. And then that will be on there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but yes, thank you. Thanks for joining us, David. Um, I'll, 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 I'll see you next time. And we always catch up anyway, right? Yeah, let's go get lunch. Right now? Not later on. Okay. It's 3 p.m., bro. All right. See you guys soon. <laughs> You've been listening to Inside the Laughs, hosted by James Roque and produced by the New Zealand International Comedy Festival. The 2021 festival season runs until May 23rd. See the full program at comedyfestival.co.nz.